On Monday, August 8th, Tall Can Audio hits 1,000 episodes. Wait, that's still on? Who could possibly still care? And the gang is all here to celebrate. It's euphoric. It's got to be close to Nirvana. It's outstanding. For the first time ever, Maddie, Michaela, Rob, and Matt are all live in studio together. It's happening, you guys! It's happening! Oh my god! Oh my god! I wish you all were here! Is this likely to go well? Just check my notes here. No! At least it will make a lot of noise. Boom. Here comes the boom. A thousand pods and a thousand pints. I don't think I've ever been as proud in my entire life. TCA 1000 drops Monday, August 8th, wherever you find low-quality podcasts. Fuck, it's out of control. Shit. Can you keep all four of them? Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews. We can and, and we will. He gets free. Shoots Matthews, All right, Flanders, settle down, settle down. Uh, Matt Robinson here with you, everybody. How's it going? Uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. I've never really done anything quite like this, uh, but uh, everybody's talking about this this all or nothing Toronto Maple Leafs kind of docu-series, right? And um, it came out on Friday, and I didn't exactly rush to it. I think I got to the first episode somewhere there on Saturday afternoon, and I think I knew at some point I would check it out, but um, I don't know, just... You know, sometimes these are really good. We've all seen those Road to the Stanley Cup, or no, Road to the Winter Classic, whatever they were there on HBO. And those were always kind of fun, at least until Sportsnet got their hands on them here in Canada and censored the hell out of them. And I don't really care if you, like, the swearing isn't really the be-all, end-all for me. But once it becomes so horribly chopped up because of how much swearing there is and you're trying to censor it all, it just becomes irritating to watch. So... I sort of fell out of some of these behind-the-scenes documentaries. Uh, There's been a couple of good ones around MMA and whatever, but everything I'd heard and read ahead of time was that this one had been done pretty well. Uh, All or Nothing, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's by Amazon Prime, so if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can download the the Prime Video app or uh, log in online. I don't know how you... I have the app, so that's where I checked it out. But, um, you know, it's part of their streaming service. It's a five-part documentary. And uh, I thought, with the hockey season on the horizon, and uh, just about time for more Toronto Maple Leafs hockey, I'm ready to get my heart broke again. Ready to relive some of this stuff, I'm ready to see some new stuff this year, but uh, I thought if I was going to check out the series anyway, we'll have a little fun with it, we'll uh, we'll talk about it here, and uh, we'll put five of these little mini-episodes up on the podcast feed uh, at talkanaudio.com, or um, on... Uh, 
on your podcast app. Just uh, subscribe to Tall Can Audio. They'll pop up there. Uh, we're going to drop these, all five of them this week, uh, every day at noon. Um, of course, starting Sunday with this one. And then uh, through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh, at noon, we'll drop them all so that, uh, you know, the normal podcasts will still come out uh, at the time that they always have. You'll have those for the morning. And uh, I guess you could have these for your afternoon or your drive home, whatever. I don't know where you guys listen to these. That'd be totally up to you, I suppose. And I was curious uh, when I started episode one, you know, how open was this going to be? And I, I tried pretty hard to stay away from other people's reviews of it. Uh, just because I didn't really want, it's not spoilers. We all, we all know how the season ended, right? Uh, it kind of went down in flames in fairly spectacular fashion. Uh, so it's not exactly something where you're worried about having like the plot spoiled. Uh, I did have somebody, uh, I remember reading saying, you know, why would you watch this when you already know how it's going to end? And um, someone pointed out, well, everyone knew how the movie Titanic was going to end, but millions of people still went to see it. And it's a fairly apt analogy, the way, uh, you know, kind of hit the iceberg here and just sunk to the bottom once more, right? So, um, yeah, I, I, I was sort of curious how much access you were going to give or get and, and what you were going to see. And I will say in episode one, uh, you get a little bit of both um, stuff that was better than I expected and then stuff where you're like, okay, this is a little bit, uh, what I was afraid of. So, um, like I said, we're going to do all five of these. I'm going to dive into episode one right now. Don't look for these to be very long. Like they're not going to be full length podcasts or whatever. Uh, if it's only 10 or 15 minutes, that's all we'll talk about. If it's a little longer, that's fine too. Um, but early on in this one, there, there's two things and you're kind of getting shown how this is um, going to be presented to you. And it's a kind of combination of footage of, you know, locker room stuff. The guys are mic'd up during the games. You're getting sort of candid interviews that aren't being, you know, given to the networks, uh, as the season goes along. Um, but there is still some of that just, you know, when they're talking to the camera, it's still that, you know, hockey talk in, in cliches and stuff like that. But one of the first things they show you is kind of setting the table. Like I said, they, they don't hide from the fact that we all know how this ends. Like one of the very first lines from the narrator, which is actually actor uh, Will Arnett, who's a huge, a huge Leafs fan, um, is it happened again. And they're kind of showing you the highlights. So you, you're seeing where you're heading right off the top. And then you can kind of, you know, they take you back to the beginning of the season. And one of the first things they show you is the first game. And the Leafs are down 2 nothing to Montreal in this first game of the regular season, not the playoffs, obviously. Um, and Wayne Simmons gets in a fight, and he kind of dummies Ben Sherratt and just beats the piss out of him. And then the Leafs come back and score two and get it to overtime where they win. And you start to see right away Sheldon Keefe, who early on here, it looks like is going to be one of the major stars of the show. Um, they're talking to him a lot throughout the documentary. He's getting a lot of camera time. Obviously he's the one talking during practices. You're seeing him on the bench and stuff. It looks like, uh, Sheldon Keefe is going to be, you know, a fairly prominent part of this, but they show the locker room afterwards and, you know, thanks Simmer for getting us going and stuff. And it's that classic hockey talk that, that I've poo-pooed for quite a while. Yes. Poo-pooed, uh, for quite a while that, you know, the fight that that's what turns the, that can turn the momentum around or whatever. Well, Montreal fought too, and it didn't turn things around for them, right? Like, this is something we really only bring up when your guy wins the fight and then your team gets going. You're like, see? 
but you ignore all the times that your guy fights and doesn't do shit, which happens just as often. So you do start, sort of start to see that kind of that Sheldon Keefe, despite the the fact that he's kind of buddied up with Kyle Dubas and sort of known for you know being analytically minded and being open to that sort of stuff, the deep down, still kind of a a hockey guy, right, and happy to live in those cliches and and stuff like that. So that's one of the things that you do see very early on. Uh, they keep it light in some things too. Um, there's sort of a candid moment where the camera guy is in the truck with Joe Thornton, um, and he's driving somewhere. I have no idea where, but they, he has. Sportsnet uh, radio on in the car with him and he's listening to I don't know Leafs lunch or you know hockey central or one of these shows and so there are players out there that'll tell you they don't read the papers they don't listen to the media and I believe that those guys exist and there are absolutely those who do as well and get a kick out of it and as Joe Thornton is listening to this in his car uh, Berkey is on there saying that he doesn't think the Leafs were smart to sign Thornton that they shouldn't have spent um, their, their money on their last little bit of money. Um, even though it was a league men deal for Joe Thornton, that that wasn't, that wasn't something you needed and it, you shouldn't have spent your money. And so he's kind of laughing and shaking his head. Right. And, and you can tell like, he's not taking any of this too seriously, but it was kind of fun to think that they were in the car as this happened. Like that's not a moment you can create really. Um, they just happened to be filming him driving somewhere. I'm sure they were asking him different things about settling into the city and, uh, stuff like that. And, you know, whether he had the radio on, um, anyway, or whether they decided to put the radio on because that would be a cool thing. They couldn't have predicted that Burke would be talking about him. So that was kind of fun. And, and that made for, uh, an entertaining kind of moment. So you do kind of get this blend of lightheartedness mixed in with some of the more serious stuff that, uh, that we'll get to here in a second. Also, early on, like I said, it does sort of look like they're going to make Sheldon Keefe and, and Kyle Dubas, to an extent, uh, sort of the faces of this thing. At least in episode one, they're talking to them quite a bit, and they go very in-depth on their relationship and how they got here uh, all the way back to, you know, Kyle's getting his start up in Sault Ste. Marie uh, long before he was a GM, just, you know, as an equipment boy or whatever he was doing and worked his way up. And, um, you know, they get to the point where he hires Sheldon Keefe and then as Kyle starts to move up through the ranks and, and you know, becomes GM of the Marlies, uh, and he brings Sheldon Keefe along and then, of course, makes him, uh, when Kyle becomes GM of the Leafs, it's not long before uh, before Sheldon Keefe has joined him there, right? So, you know, they, they do a nice job of sort of painting this picture and, and painting that uh, picture of this relationship. And um, Kyle says, like, he probably talks to Sheldon Keefe more than he talks to anybody else in his life. It's, it's multiple times per day. And, and we do see throughout episode one, a couple of little meetings here and where they're touching base. And I think that is one thing that you see here a little bit is maybe how involved day to day Kyle is in the process and, um, you know, in, in communicating even with the players and stuff like that. And it's sort of like, it makes you think as you go back to where all of this used to be, like, I'm sure Mike Babcock didn't like that when he was coaching the Leafs. Now, maybe Kyle didn't do it. Maybe Kyle at that point didn't feel like he was going to be able to go in and do that. And, um, you know, we can argue all day if you want to. Like, I'm sure you have your own opinion on whether the GM should be involved in some of these conversations as often as Dubas seems to be. And, you know, how often he should be kind of giving the coach his opinions as well. I think it's probably pretty common across the league that, um, you know, you need your coach and your GM to be communicating and, 
on the same page, but I don't know how often. And they paint a pretty clear picture early on here in episode one that Kyle's very involved, and he and and Keith do talk all the time. Um, And there is sort of a a performative moment here, and it kind of ties into something else that was interesting. Um, One of the games that they kind of go in detail on was an early matchup against Edmonton. I think it was like the the second week of the season, and um, Edmonton comes in and and beats the Leafs, and they show Austin having his post game Zoom conference with the media, where he says, you know, I think we played it kind of safe, and um, you know, you have to because of McDavid and Drysaddle and those guys. So yeah, we were probably guilty of playing it safe, and then they show a few minutes later. Um, you know, the media asking Keith in his post-game press conference, you know, here's what Matthew said about that. Do you agree? And he sort of, you can kind of see in his face like, well, this and that, you, you have to stay aggressive, but you do have to respect those guys or they will embarrass you. Like, he's not going to make this a public thing, but he clearly doesn't like that that's what Matthew, uh, Austin Matthews thinks. And so the very next scene is the next morning, Sheldon Keith going into Kyle Dubas's office and saying... Did you see this quote? And he's fired up. He's mad. He's like, that's not our fucking problem. That's not at all what we did. And he goes, that can't become the narrative. I, I don't know if that's just what he's trying to sell the media or if that's what he believes. And and if so, you know, our, our team can't be allowed to believe that. That's a bullshit narrative. And so Kyle kind of says, well, I, you know, you probably need to bring that up amongst the team and, and make sure they know that's not how you feel about it and what you think. And um, Keith says that he's going to talk to Matthews about it first, right? And then he will bring it up with the team. So we get to see the Matthews and, uh, and Keith conversation about it as well. And Keith says, you know, I don't agree with you. I don't think that's what happened. And I, you know, I don't think we've been playing very well here. And, um, you know, you can kind of hear Matthews responses, but he's respectful and listening to the coach, but uh, this one to me felt reasonably con- uh, candid that Matthews and Sheldon Keith conversation but I'll tell you this is where I said I you know at the very beginning I wonder how honest this is going to be I wonder how performative this is going to be and it was the meeting um, that I mentioned a second ago where Keith goes in to talk to Dubas about this quote and this narrative and um, it that felt not staged it's not like they were acting it but they felt it felt like they were both very aware that there were cameras on them. And I, I think that's probably natural, right? Like you do sort of agree uh, to have the cameras come in and follow you around for the year. And you, you know, that means a lot of your quotes are going to get out there and a lot of your conversations and stuff. And I think there's times where that's okay. And you, but I don't think you would ever totally forget that they're there. And this particular meeting felt to me like they were both keenly aware. And it, it's obviously a convenient camera cut, but it starts with, I'll tell you why I'm in here, is what Keith says to Dubas. And go, Nobody talks like that. Like that's, It seems like a weird way to kind of set up this conversation we're about to perform for you. And again, I believe it was a real conversation. I don't believe they acted it out. Um, but it was odd. Just the vibe, the whole thing felt like, you know, I'm very aware that we're being recorded right now. So... That was sort of the first moment where it seemed like, okay, this is going to be a thing where we're not getting total access here, right? And and maybe that's just my read. You can let me know uh, on our social media feeds, at Tall Can Audio, if you agreed with that. But that was sort of the first moment for me where I went, okay, we're not going to get quite everything here. 
And this little thing from that press conference through the meeting with Dubis and up to the conversation with Austin um, is, uh, you know, you start to get this hint that both Dubis and Keefe are very aware of the narratives around the team, um, the lack of success that they've had and some of the things that, um, you know, that maybe they feel other teams or the media or fans think about them. Like you can tell this is a thing. They're very conscious of, of what the perception is both inside and outside the organization. And maybe they have to be like, maybe that's just where they were at at this point. And, and you are in this bubble and you do have these cameras around and you just lost to Columbus. Uh, and of course the, the Boston series before that. So, you know, maybe it's natural, but this is sort of that first seed that, okay, I can also see that, they are aware of what the perception is about them right now. And, and they sort of want to try and control that narrative and nip some of these things in the bud very early on. Uh, so they sort of jump ahead a little bit and we get to the point where I guess we're about 10 games in and Keith is telling the camera. And, uh, I think he says to Dubas at one point, I'm thinking back here. Um, my notes are a little jumbled here from this one when I just finished it, but, um, that he's concerned about the scoring He's concerned about bad habits because they're having one of the greatest starts in franchise history. They're like seven, two and one or something like that about 10 games in. And so it's going really well in terms of wins, but he's not necessarily feeling like they're clicking on all cylinders and like it's, it's going as well as it should be um, in terms of the, the actual way that the team is playing or getting results. And so, you know, he's sort of, all right, like it's good. You'd rather be getting these wins, but I don't feel like we're playing quite the way we should be. So there's a moment where first he talks to Spezza and then he talks to Tavares, but he talks to Spezza about his concerns and he goes, I, I don't feel like we're playing that well, but I know we're getting the results and I'm sort of fearing, like I don't want to go too crazy right now on criticizing the guys. He says something along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, I'm worried about wearing on you guys too much early on when, you know, we are getting the wins, like uh, the guys are feeling good because we're winning, but I'm constantly hitting on this and that, that we're not doing well. And Spezza goes, yeah, you're not wrong to be worried about that. Like clearly telling him, yeah, like the guys are kind of tired of hearing about some of the negatives right now. Like, and he doesn't say that in so many words. He just says, yes, that is something you should be concerned about right now. So that was an interesting little moment. And you can sort of see the guys that, that he's willing to, to speak to um, and, and kind of get a vibe for the team. And he's just sort of asking Spez, like, you know, am I feeling that right? Am I reading that right? Um, and, and you can see afterwards, because uh, he also then speaks to Tavares about it as the, as the team ca- uh, captain. And, you know, just about some of the habits offensively and, and not, you know, not doing some of the things the way he would like to see them done in terms of scoring goals. And so Tavares is more hearing him out than speaking in that one. Uh, probably not super surprising knowing uh, the way John Tavares is. And maybe he had, again, something to do with the microphones and the cameras. Um, these are sort of candid conversations where like the guys are all mic'd up and then the cameras are sort of off to the side. So, you know, it's not like they're standing there um, like holding microphones, like they might be at a press conference or whatever. It's, you are sort of a fly on the wall. Um, but again, you would be aware that you, you are probably being recorded. So Tavares didn't speak as much, but he heard him out and just, you know, said, you know, that's fair and it makes sense and stuff. So you can see, and, and then Keith kind of talks to the camera again in, you know, one of those one-on-one 
moments, um, you know, where he's just talking to us as the audience and he goes, yeah, that's, you know, that's worrying to me that we're getting these wins. We're not doing it well, but I don't want to come down too heavy yet. And he goes, it's a tough spot, right? As a coach, you have to be willing to say these things and, but you've also got to pick your spots a bit, right? Because if you're never happy, even when they're getting wins at some point, you know, they're going to stop listening to you. So those are sort of some of the interesting things we see uh, early on. Uh, this episode, like I said, there's five episodes. Episode one here ends at the, uh, it was 5-1 game against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, you'll all remember um, Toronto had a 5-1 lead and, you know, they, they take us inside the locker room at, uh, at second intermission. And I guess Toronto had scored with like three or four minutes left in the second period to make it five, one. And then they make a shitty play and give up a goal. Uh, I think it was less than a minute left in the second period to get it to five, two. And Keith is pissed, right? You can see him on the bench. Like, come on, it's a lazy play, right? He's not happy. And so in the locker room, he's saying like, this changes the complexion of the game. They're now going in, feeling a little different, um, we need to go and bury this, like lock this down. And of course they don't. And, uh, they end up losing in overtime and keeps pissed, right? He is not happy at all. Um, but that's sort of where the episode ends. The aftermath from that game, I guess, is going to be where we lead off in episode two. So I guess at this point, we're probably 15 games into the season, maybe when episode one lets off, but yeah, it's that. It's that Ottawa game that Ottawa wins in overtime 6-5 after Toronto had been up 5-1. to And so again, you're getting a ton of access. And that was a, you know, Rob and I debated, as did Michaela, on this show when that happened last year, how big a deal it actually was. It, there's no doubt it was a horrifying loss. Like, you cannot allow that. When you're up 5-1 against anybody, that game needs to be over. But Ottawa at the time was like the worst team in the league. They had gotten off to an atrocious start. You're a first-place team. And they do sort of address that's what last year's team would have done. Like that, these are the things we're trying to get rid of. You have to be prepared to lock that down. And obviously they weren't. And then that's sort of where credits start to roll for episode one is that, yeah, Keith, after all of that, that he just talked about, Keith turns out that he's right. Like there's things to be worried about here. And, um, you know, he was right to be concerned. So like I said, you can kind of tell from the way I'm talking about this, that Keith does look like he's going to be the, um, you know, the, the star of the show, at least uh, early on here. And maybe it has to be right. You're going to check in with the coach pretty often to see what he thinks of the progress and what's happening. So, um, the last thing I'll say on episode one is I hated the finish as like, as you're getting ready to roll credits and you're, they sort of do this flash ahead to everything that's coming up, like in the next several episodes and the very last thing before it fades to dark is the Tavares injury. He's laying on the ice, and it's when he's trying to get up. This is game one of the playoffs now, right? And he's had that horrible injury. He's blown his knee apart. He's taken a knee to the head and neck, and it was terrifying, right? You can remember watching it and, and just feeling sick to your stomach, and his teammates are yelling at him, John, stay down. John, lay down. And I just, I really hated that you would use that as a stay tuned for, like, obviously it's a thing you're going to talk about when you get there in the series, but I hated using it as like a commercial, right? We're going to take you inside this moment. That was one of the scariest things you've ever seen on the ice. That sucked. Like we all know it's coming. We all know it's in there and to use it as like a, a promotional tool. I thought that was pretty gross. I, I didn't enjoy that at all, especially because it's the very last thing you see 
in episode one. And so, yeah, I don't stay tuned to watch this guy have his head caved in. It was it just left me on a sour note, right? So, um, it was interesting, right? We'll stick around. There's four more of these. And, uh, so we're going to drop one every day this week. Like I said, starting Sunday afternoon with this one. Uh, so episode two will be Monday at noon, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all at noon. Like I said, so you can stick around for those. Um, if you've been watching it as well, would love to hear what you think on our, uh, on our Twitter, our Instagram, our Facebook, wherever you're following us, or, uh, you can just send a note to contact at tallcanaudio.com. We always feedback at tallcanaudio.com there. We'd love to hear from you, right? And, uh, hear what you thought about it. Uh, you agree or disagree with, with what I've kind of laid out here as sort of my early takeaways. Uh, it's been an enjoyable watch, so I'm sure I will, uh, stick with it and, and ride it out and, and do the rest of these. Um, the first episode, you know, I compared it to those road to the winter classic as the early versions of those that I did really enjoy. It's probably about on par. Like it hasn't blown me away yet. Um, and like I said, there was that one moment where you sort of felt like you were being held at arm's length a little bit from the real conversation, which sort of took me out of it, but you did get enough, even just behind the scenes, fun stuff, right? Like not like, oh my God, like earth shattering gossip, whatever. Like even just the thing watching Joe Thornton hear himself be talked about on the radio by Brian Burke was like, fuck off Berkey, right? Like, um, you know, that stuff's kind of fun and you do see the team getting along and, uh, you know, there's some just cool scenes like that from from behind the scenes. So in that regard, it's at least been a fun kind of watch, um, but maybe nothing earth shattering yet in terms of, oh my God, like this might be the best, you know, following because they do this a lot in boxing. They do it a lot in MMA. A lot of these kind of following the teams around or the athletes around and um, some are great. Some stink. Uh, this so far, probably somewhere in the middle, but uh, we got four more of them to go. And so we'll see how that looks. Uh, like I said, Stick around for episode two on uh, Monday at noon and uh, all our other shows are still on schedule this week. So you can stick around for that as well. All of it at talkinaudio.com or subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast app. I think, I think I have a title for these since they're not really true episodes of the talking audio podcast. And uh, we're watching together, right? All or nothing. The Toronto Maple Leafs, I think we'll call this tall or nothing because I'm clever like that. See you Monday at noon.